Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. I've had people, I remember a person said to me some years ago, well, how can you tell someone who grew up like in poverty or in the ghetto that they can have money too? I'm like, how can you tell them that they can't? Mm-hmm. Like, what's more fair here? I mean, life isn't fair anyway, but like, what's more loving? Mm -hmm. You know, like, what if we teach someone how to, rather than tell them what they can or cannot have? You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development, showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered podcast. Today I have Michelle Boulay, transformational business and life coach out of New York. And we're talking about how to realign after a setback, because I don't want to ever get to the point where we're going to just ignore the fact that there are setbacks in life. Like this is real life. And I want to give real life tips and bring real life experts to help you through that process and just show you the power of coaching in general. So it's just such a pleasure to have you here today, Michelle. And um, yeah, I just want to get into your story and, you know, see how you got started and, um, you know, what, how you've overcome your setbacks in the past. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Whoever's tuning in. Um, and I will say, so I'm going to talk a little bit about my dance background because that's where I really learned all of this. And I actually left New York because I heard you say that I live actually now in Montana. Um, of all places. (laughs) We mentioned that I I know you're from New York. Well, I live here. I lived there for 21 years and then I, and then I knew that my next stage of growth wasn't going to happen there. And I just 2020, right, right before COVID. That's right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, and, and it was a real intuitive hit for me just to, to go and I had to listen to it. And, you know, that is, that is something that I feel like developed through going through my various setbacks. Um, and they started, uh, when I, I would say, you know, some of the first real conscious one were conscious ones were in my teenage years, because I started dancing when I was uh, about five years old and just, just like kept doing more and more and more of it. Somehow it was a safe space for me to express myself in the ways that I wanted to. I liked moving. I had an affinity for it, but 
but I started getting injured as a teenager. So, you know, 13 years old, I'm having surgery on both of my feet, 16 years old. I'm told by doctors and even my parents that I don't have the body for dancing. Um, but lo and behold, I ended up going to a university. I had no idea that, that I didn't know what I was going to study. Cause I'd been like dancing until I was 16 year, years old, almost every single day. And I ended up at a university with a very good dance program and all of these injuries, like, you know, they took me away from being a ballet dancer. I thought I wanted to be a ballet dancer. Like no way, Jose. It's, it's true. My body isn't really made to be a ballet dancer. Um, but I ended up at the school with a very good dance program with a holistic way of approaching the body. And I learned what I was doing that created those injuries. And so that was really early training for me to see like, oh, something's not working. What am I doing that is, is causing it to not work? Because everything operates by one of the universal laws, which is cause and effect or by all of the laws, but this cause and effect, like, you know, what's showing up in our lives today is the result of something that we're thinking, doing, or being something we've been taught, something we've been programmed to believe. So I started learning through all these different injuries, which were physical at first, but then just through disappointments in my life to look at these situations and say, okay, what can I learn from this? Instead of going into like, oh my God, I'm the worst. This is never going to happen. Like, I'm not going to say that that didn't happen in my mind, but you know, the quicker a person can turn around any disappointment and see it as an opportunity, just because that's simply true, right? It's a, it's a frame of mind. It's a perspective. The sooner a person can do that and the more quickly they can, the easier they're going to, they're going to have uh, on their way to success or whatever goal it is that they're going for. Absolutely. Learning from what you go through has been one of the most beneficial things that I've done in my life. And I know you've dealt with, with clients and same here, just actually taking what you've gone through, taking the judgment out of, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this right. And, you know, how can I get better? Totally. Yeah. And I think also the thing is, I know for myself, you know, one of my core fears was like, if I did something wrong, I wasn't going to get loved or I was going to get punished. So I did not want to do things wrong. Like I was the straight A student, you know, which is, has good things. Like I learned how to work and be diligent and whatnot, but then I also didn't know how to sometimes like step out of the box because I was too afraid to do something wrong. And it's, it's really through, um, growing my business, you know, to be able to take my business from, thinking only something like a limited number was possible and trying to incrementally grow it. And then all of a sudden within six months, being able to 350, uh, not like increase my income by 350% and then to do it again, you know, it's just like, wait a second, what's going on here. And I, and in that process, I had to be okay with making mistakes. And I still have to tell myself that every day, like you don't know where the line is until you've stepped over it sometimes and it's okay. And it's absolutely necessary to make mistakes. I say that as a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> I'm just about to ask you, Michelle, if you were having a recovering uh, perfectionist or recovering people pleaser or anything, but the, the, <laughs> my face, I'm like, yeah, girl, <laughs> totally. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely relate to that too. And then just how did you, how did you let go of some of the ego that comes along with that? 
Well, I think it's, we just have to remember that that's not where our true safety is, you know, because then we're not, we're not living our lives and it's actually quite messy in the end, you know, cause it's like, well, let me try to manage this person, which is completely impossible. And we're ignoring what's going on inside of us. And then it's just like, if I, if I think of it sort of imagistically or in my body, it's like, I'm everywhere, but at home within me. Mm-hmm. And then how can I build anything when I'm not, I'm not able to pay attention to what's right here. So I think I started to even just say to myself sometimes too, like, wow, it actually feels good to not be good at something. I remember that. I think that was like in my twenties, just like, oh, this is cool. Like, here's a place I can get better. And actually it was my, my younger sister is actually really good at it because she would, she plays tennis now, but she was playing squash before. And she was like, I just met someone who's so much better than I am. Like, I'm so excited because now I get to learn. Like she was, it was like totally okay to be bad at something because she could see that it was a place to grow. And for me, like that for a long time, wasn't safe. But I think anyone who is wanting to grow and wanting to experience more, if they have that limitation and they're willing to open their eyes a little bit, they'll see that, you know what, this is a, this is a block. It's keeping you from your happiness. It's keeping you from your full potential. And that's something I am deeply curious about for myself and for anyone I work with and and anyone I meet. Like, I want to look at people in a way that doesn't look at them from limitations, but from possibility and curiosity. Yes. I um, I actually just finished the book, 12 Questions That'll, like, Change Your Life or something like that. I (laughs) That book. It's a really good book. It really is. Um, but uh, it it was really, I got more from reading it, it itself. It was really the um, switching from judger mindset to learner mindset mm. and in almost every single aspect of things. And a lot of people call that growth mindset, you know, but um, actually letting that's, that's just helped me like just to let go and be like, okay. And your sister had that, like, it sounds like she innately just had that ability to do that. Um, which is really cool. But, um, I understand the struggle of not being okay with not being good at something. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it is that people pleaser too, right? Like I, I think it's, it ends up being very painful when we don't know who we are essentially and what's important to us. Right. So the people pleaser is also like, what does everybody else want? You know, and then they end up feeling depleted or burnt out or lost and confused because their own compass and actually more importantly, their own self-trust isn't strong enough. Like when a person develops their self-trust and their confidence enough to know like, okay, I did this, I screwed up. I'm going to keep going which is like what my sister, it's like, okay, cool. Like I totally lost that game. What can I do next? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I make this better? And, and that, that actually takes out any sort of idea that there's a safe arrival place where we land. Yes. It's, yeah. It's a different way of just, you know, being on, being in the process and enjoying the process and, and directing it. But I love that you also said that word surrender, like we're going to be taken care of as we go when we, when we loosen the tight grip on trying to, trying to do all the controlling and, you know, and how, how everything's going to, how everything's going to 
turn out, you know, that kind of leaves out the, the, the spirit of it, the heart of it. Um, the, also the possibilities beyond what we can imagine currently. Absolutely. What are some of the, um, types of clients that you've worked with just battling with not being in alignment and what are like some of the tips that you helped them with or like, you know, just like one or two tips that you would help somebody to get back into alignment, back into the groove of things after they fail? Mm. Well, definitely ask yourself what meaning you're giving to it because nothing has meaning in and of itself. It's the meaning we give to it. So I think that way of thinking, if a person, if, if I can, um, you know, work on that with a person, let's say, let's say I worked with a person who was bankrupt before they had to go bankrupt. And then they were afraid to, uh, take leaps in their business after that, because what if I did this again, you know, so it's that person is actually giving meaning to having gone bankrupt rather than just like, look at what happened. It happened. I accept this. I don't judge myself or anyone else for it. And what can I do better next time? And that person, you know, just with some different aligned thinking in her new business was able to double her, or double her income and also manifest um, something that she was dreaming for for decades, you know, like opening up a physical space. And, and so that, that's, I think, key. Like what kind of meaning are you giving the thing? Mm-hmm. And then- you know, maybe even prior to this, I'm going to say this, although I, I think there's, there may be another better tip to, to bring along with this is always the question of just to go back to what do you want? You know, not, not what do you think is possible? So, you know, we could look at that from the bankruptcy perspective too, like the person went bankrupt. It's, it's not like they're not going to limit themselves because they have this evidence of what happened. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, this is no judgment, but that's a horrible way to make decisions. If you want to grow, you know, to look at what's happened in the past. And I had to do that personally, right? Like I was making a certain level of income and I was like, well, how am I going to get to this? How am I going to get to this other place? But I had to ask myself truly, what do I want? And then to be the person who accepts that and puts that out into the world and out to the universe and God, spirit, whatever, and not back down from it. And then I got it. And I was like, wait a second, that was a little easier than I thought. Um, but it was the personal growth work, worth work, excuse me, of accepting, you know what, this is who I am. This is what I want. I know that I get to be a decider or a co-creator in what this is. I'm going to believe that and behave as if and keep moving towards it. Thank you. The acceptance um, part of that is very big and just allowing yourself to dream and focus on what you want to have and allow yourself to have that. And I mean, that goes into like helping somebody shift into an abundance mindset. Yeah. Um, so would for, for instance, like someone that is going bankrupt, like what's one, like for instance, an affirmation or, you know, to help somebody go to an abundance mindset if they, you know, want to make money, but they feel like because of their past, they can't. I mean, I know you gave, you know, plenty of, but I'm just thinking. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, everything you're saying is also making me think of, and I I did a social post on this this morning because I was realizing it within myself, like 
if I'm creating a story about what I think is possible for someone else that's limited, mm-hmm. I'm limiting what's possible for myself. You know, so it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's bold, right? It's bold to accept that, you know what, I'm actually, my life is meant to be more than this. Maybe, maybe a person grows up in an environment where they're not exposed to a way of thinking that it's okay to want more, you know, that, and, and, and that actually will make me cry because that, that limits what each of us is here to do, you know? So, so it's, it's, it's really, um, I think to start to give yourself permission for what you want, and then like, look for those people that can support you in that. Because I know for myself, I think I, you know, there was some part of me that was tuned into this and I know every single one of us is, we may have been conditioned to believe things are not possible. I mean, that's probably true for every single, it is true for every single person. I think part of our evolution as a species is to believe that more and more is possible. But if you can plant in yourself, this seed of there is a possibility here and that's universal law too. There's, there's, if there's a problem, there's always a solution. So if you start to tune towards that solution and continue to shine your light on that and focus on that, that will grow. And that person doing that will start to see opportunities that were always there that they did not see before. And it's, and it's, and it's totally shattering old paradigms, right? Like if someone says, you can't do that, you'll never be able to make that amount of money. And you're like, okay, that was mom and dad, grandma and grandpa saying that. I'm going to stay loyal to that. And I've had clients like this too. You know, there was a client, she was like, my grandma always told me, I got to take care of my, you got to take care of your family, take care of your mom. And, 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 you know, when we did the work together, shoot, I helped her realize, you know, like that's actually not the aligned thinking your, your energy through your maternal line is supposed to serve you. So you can serve forward your mom's, your mom's problems are not your responsibility. And and that was big for her, you know, and, and a loving person, you know, she's loving, amazing, talented woman. And she was, she kept looking, looking backwards towards her mom. And, you know, if a person can start to look forward towards their vision and get that aligned energy, father, mother, all that lineage behind us in a way that um, serves us to be able to look towards our vision, that's, that's the true alignment. Life is here to grow. It's not here to destroy itself. But we, we do that when we don't know how to think. And, and when we're surrounded with untruths. Hey, do you want to join this conversation? Do you have input that you would love to give? Join Level Up With Live Facebook community for badass spiritual women. It's all about accountability and motivation. And we talk about these podcasts as well. The link to join is in the show notes below. Yes. There's a lot of childhood traumas that might, you know, come up with this, you know, mm-hmm. that, that get in the way of allowing people to, um, you know, have that sense of security, you know, while they're, while they're going through the process, there's space and time to deal with, handle, but, and then continue to press forward, continue to focus on the next day because you can't. You can't move on from, you know, allow yourself to feel the pain as long as, you know, you, you need to, but then, you know, set that time to be like, okay, 
I'm, <laughs> I'm not staying there anymore. I'm, I'm moving forward. That is, yes, I relate to that so much. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's a ton of courage. Um, it's, and I, I like to tell people you're actually honoring your family. You're actually honoring like the highest, if you want to call it like soul of your, or the family soul, you know, your growth is a gift backwards and forwards. And I, and I, and it, cause I think people will think it's selfish. They think they'll be abandoned. And you know what? Sometimes you may lose a relationship with a family member for, for this lifetime or temporarily, but if you're, if you're living a lie, you know, of something that's not true to you to try to please what is acceptable in your family, while you know, there's something greater, like that's the, I, I believe that that's more painful. And I have seen, I'm not going to say this is true that in my own life and in some of my clients where my growth had did actually help my family. My parents, I could, I, I bet I could, my parents could, would say this, like they changed because I changed, but it wasn't because I was wanting to change them. It was accepting them as they are and mm -hmm. doing, yeah, doing the work to change myself. Right. Because yeah, we, we really can't change, control anything. All we can control is how we react to what's going on. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, there, there's always random things coming up in, in the world that will, you know, set us off track, but how do you learn from that, grow from that and continue to push forward? That's really, um, where that resilience comes in. I keep seeing this post about not wanting to have to talk about how strong of resilience you have, you know, you wanted it to be, but I'm like, you're going to have, like, there's going to be challenges along the way. You, we can't ignore that. Like each level that you go up, there's, there's different challenges because you're doing something that's new. You're doing something that even though it might be in your alignment to do, it's still something you haven't done before. Mm -hmm. So it, so it is a little scary. It is a little intimidating and you'll, you may be feeling resistance um, while you're on this path. I, that is totally normal, but that's how our brains work too. <laughs> like, yeah. Subconsciously, you know, we, that they just, it wants to keep us safe, you know, and hold on, you know, don't do that. It's like, no, but I want to, there's so many different, um, fear, fear is, and I've discovered this within like the last couple of weeks. It's, it's, um, an indication that you have an opportunity for growth. Agreed. Yeah. Allow yeah. yourself to feel that feeling, process it. You might need a journal about it. You might need to talk to a friend about it. You might, you know, a therapist, somebody, a coach, and then, okay, I'm going to do this. Where's the lie? You know, find the lie. Like, so what are, um, like some of the exercises that you have your clients do when they're like, just stuck. Gosh, exercises, you know, it's, I just, I'm such a responsive coach. I just work with the person where they are. And I think as a creative person, you know, with the background as an artist, I just like, I will make things up that I've never thought of before. Sometimes when I'm working with people, um, 
you know, I, I always bring, I do always bring people back to the question of what do you want? Because that always simplifies things. Um, I do have a background in energy medicine. So that is some, sometimes a tool that I will bring in. Definitely like I have this monthly subscription program called Meditate, Move, Heal. And I, I work with that with the group every month, you know, pull some people into the hot seat. We work with the energy medicine work that I've been studying since 2000. Well, I've been practicing, I should, should say, since 2008, really involved with probably since 1999. Um so that's a great one because it can get to these, these subconscious patterns sometimes really quickly. But then I also want to teach people how to think. And one of the ways I do that is bringing in the universal laws, um, the seven universal laws. And, you know, even just from in the beginning of our conversation, uh, cause and effect, people will leave that law out. They just want the result. And it's like, wait a second, but you didn't do anything yet to create the result. <clears throat> so, you know, the, the universe doesn't work that way. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just questions because also people need to find their own answer, come to their clarity. I have to pull myself back from telling anyone what they need to do. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes if someone's asking for a question, of course, I'm giving my advice, but I want to help people learn how to think do some of that, that healing work and that integration work on the subconscious level, but also making them very aware so that they are empowered to then be able to think in a way that can help them move through whatever, as you said, the challenges that will always show up. They don't stop. We just can get better at, at, at um, working with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we all experience, you know, losing loved ones. Um, Everybody doesn't experience like childbirth or, you know, but there are certain things that we all experience and people may look at people that are extremely successful and they see their end point, but they don't see what they've had to do to get there. They yeah. think, oh, well, they're just so lucky. They, we got to change that mindset. They are extremely fortunate to have gotten to where they are. They worked. I, I absolutely believe that like, you know, so many people will say, you know, you, if you call it hard work, it, then it is hard work. And, but, um, I don't diligent, diligent work. They showed yeah. up. Yeah. I, um, I think that there are things that are harder in life. I think you pick your heart at the end of the day, mm -hmm. you, you either pick your cycles of not, you know, just the, the cycles that you have of being told what to do. Some, a lot of, we've been indoctrinated from our school system. You know, we go into school, we're told what to do. And then we have our parents tell us what to do. We have our different circles tell us what to do. And we, you know, are from, from a very young age, you know, we lose ourselves along that process. And then so many people now are choosing to find themselves. That's where, you know, we come in. But um, through that process, a lot of people, they don't want to, they're afraid of being in control. And that's why, you know, you have to empower them. Um, not have to, but it's, that's to me is the best way form of coaching is to empower somebody, not to hold on to them forever. Like if you were listening to this and you ever find a coach that wants to hold on to you forever, they are not empowering you. They are manipulating you. Um, 
because I, and I think that's something that needs to be said because not a lot of people talk about that in the coaching industry. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not something, coaching is not about making a person feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, especially if, if, a, if a person as a coach or the person receiving the work is used to people pleasing, that's an uncomfortable space of growth, right? To just say like, you know what, this, no, this is what you need to do. And it can make a person very uncomfortable. I have been incredibly uncomfortable with my coach. You know, it's just like, that's when the big growth happened for me. And so I, and I, you know, you'll hear spiritual teachers talk about that. Like, I'm just seeing this guy, his name, I can't remember. It's just, it's not about telling you like, you're doing great and, and like, awesome, keep going. Like, sure. That can be in there for sure. Like, I think we need to learn how to celebrate ourselves. And it's like, if you want to step into that next stage of growth, what's that thing that, what's that thing that you've been afraid of that now you get to, you get to encounter to let you grow, grow into a bigger version of yourself, to let yourself experience uh, a richer, um, you know, just more dynamic and beautiful experience of life that doesn't numb you out, that actually allows you to feel everything and, and expand and touch it. And then also, you know, be conscious about it, that it's not just like, um, opening up to, to like intensity, you know, uh, but you're, you're allowing yourself to grow in a way to, to experience more. And, and it's, it's a maturity and it's an evolution of, I believe, you know, who we are as a, a human species and no matter what you started with, like, yeah, there are some people who are born into families where maybe there's an entrepreneurial mindset or there's a mindset around wealth that has, you know, that a person, if they're exposed to that all their life, like, it, it may allow them to be able to generate more income. If a person's not exposed to that, yes, they will maybe have to do a little more study and work, but um, like what an amazing thing that that person gets to rise. Like how inspiring is that? You know? So I, I've had people, I remember a person said to me some years ago, well, how can you tell someone who grew up like in poverty or in the ghetto that they can have money too? I'm like, how can you tell them that they can't? Mm-hmm. Like what's more fair here? I mean, life isn't fair anyway, but like, what's more loving, Mm -hmm. you know, like what if we teach someone how to, rather than tell them what they can or cannot have? I think the biggest internal thing that comes with that as a person that did grow up on food stamps and Mm -hmm. welfare, um, and has worked through, I've worked through tremendous amounts of money mindset things is self-worth starting at the point of being worthy because mm-hmm. so long in your life you have not been so, and, and especially in this country it, it is seen you can't get away from not having things in this country without being in the school system without other people seeing it yeah you you can't so so there's shame that comes with that there's there's so much that comes with it so I think for me and a lot of the people that I know, it starts with building up the self-worth of what are you actually deserving of? You're deserving of everything you want in life. Yeah. And and also, sorry, and what? Oh, I said, and getting, you know, just getting there, like really actually embodying that. And I mean, there's other different things for each and every person. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and knowing that, you know, you're changing, that's going to threaten some people. 
You know, they're not going to be comfortable with that all the time. Anytime a person is changing, you know, like even two people in a relationship, maybe one person's a little more stagnant in their growth and the other person's like, you know what, I am here to transform. And in those moments, you know, if I'm ever coaching someone in relationship, it's like, well, do I continue in this relationship or do I let it go? Cause I want to grow. And this person doesn't. And then the person who's growing, it's like, I've seen it where the partner or, you know, friends or whatever, they're like, who do you think you are? Like, what's going on with you? Come back to where you were, you know, and they don't even realize that that's like, that's unconscious, but, but their, their safety is being threatened. So what if we all learned how to adapt? Like, as you were saying earlier, it's like, whatever comes to us, how do we adapt? And how do we think in a way where our safety is not in another person? It's not in our money. It's not in our intelligence, you know, it's, it's in our ability to choose and to choose what we think about ourselves too, what we believe about ourselves. And I'm going to say this too, like we're divine, you know, we're spiritual. And like, if everyone believed that, like, wouldn't, wouldn't we make really different choices about how we treated ourselves and how we treated our neighbors and what we believed is possible? Like, I don't know, that's making me tear up, you know, we are. Absolutely. I mean, being, um, being spiritual has really helped me so much in life and, um, just seeing the little joys and safety nets that have like just happened and understanding that, you know, and, and changing my own mindset to, you know, when I'm feeling lack or anything, I'm like, Oh, you know what? Everything is happening for my better good. Things are happening in my favor, um, you know, and just really embodying and having, being mindful and acknowledging like where I am in the present moment, acknowledging whatever feelings I, I have that come up and, oh, okay, that's something to learn, learn about, to dive into more. Oh, that's a, that's a point of growth for me. Like, and just allowing myself to be in the vibrational energy of abundance getting into that energy that um has really helped me with my money mindset issues myself just and i mean i think other people have different you know practices of that but myself it's getting out in nature and um, you know just like going around and just looking at and actually looking at the specific everything. Yeah. All of the, you know, how there's enough space for all of the grass and the trees and just how the world is so abundant that we truly live in. And to think that the, the whole ideology of like getting a piece of the pie or that, that I, I let that go years ago because it's just ridiculous to believe that this world isn't abundant enough for everyone to have what they want in lives. They just have to believe it for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And actually when we don't believe it, that's when we create the problems. So it's from Mm -hmm. that belief. It's not because there's not enough. Mm -hmm. And I totally did the same thing. I would walk around when I first started learning about this different money mindset, I would take pictures of bushes with like gazillions of flowers or I'd look at a tree and be like, oh my God, there are so many leaves. I'm looking at this tree across the street. It's like, there are lots of pine needles on that thing. You know, it's just like, there is so much life. And, and, and I love that you say that. Cause that that's a tool too, that I definitely use when I was first starting out with this. It's just, 
it's it's all here and i'm looking at my jade plant right now that thing just keeps growing like you know it's going to need a new pot soon <laughs> so that is that is the nature of life that is the nature of us we will keep growing whatever we put into our minds uh-huh. if we put into our minds there's not enough guess what we're going to grow and we're going to really commit to there's not enough if we put in our minds there is enough i am taken care of and that we practice that not just our minds but also our bodies and that's where I think energy medicine can be really great. It's uh-huh. and, and meditation. That's a tool I use with my clients too. Just like really you create it now internally and, and you become that magnet that attracts it to you. Uh-huh. Um, and it doesn't mean like you, all you need to do is sit on your sofa all day long and meditate. It's like you, you do, you, you become that magnet in this focused time. And then you walk through your life uh-huh. with, that, with that in mind, like your client is going to show up. The money is here. The support is here. I had this. I was working with my group, my meditate move heal group. And I had this image come up because I had a, you know, slightly traumatic incident when I was a child where I was in swim class and I didn't want to go into the water. And the teacher like made my memory is that she like made me jump into the deep end. And I was freaked out. And I like had to sit in the corner and my mom comes to pick me up and I'm sitting in the corner crying. I don't think I went back to swim lessons after that. The teacher made me jump in the pool, but I had this image of like, you're at the side of the pool and you're holding on for dear life. And then you realize like, oh, the, the bottom's right here already. You know, it's like, oh, I'm standing on the bottom. There's nothing to be freaked out about. So I, there's just, it's just like, a, for me, we, we worked on that energetically and people are like, oh my God, I've been in the grip, but the support has been here the whole time. Yes. And your mind is so, it's so, so powerful. I was just talking about, you know, how we have 60,000 thoughts a day and what we feed ourselves, like you were saying, like what we're, you know, taking in mentally, what we think about, like what we listen to, what we, the, the, the conversations that we're having, the things that we're seeing online, you know, we're, we're getting in, we're, we're going into the stage, the metaverse, for instance, I'm excited about that (laughs) because it's going to be such an immersive way like it's gonna be great for public speaking because and and workshops and and actually coaching because then you can actually have people seem like they're in the room with you Mm -hmm. um so that'll be really cool and that's the way i'm looking at it but you also have to stay like we we're going to have to get to the boundary of what real reality really is and what we're going to make our reality um, and because I already see the issues in the, especially among, among young women, when it comes to their body image based off of social media and what they're looking at. And, um, you know, there's already another ego that's attached that nobody has I haven't met enough, enough people that have actually acknowledged this, but we've got our ego. We have, you know, our soul. And then we've got, you know, the other groups and how people know us as, you know, we've got our family groups, we've got our friendship groups, we've got, you know, business relationships and stuff like that. And the parts of ourselves that we share and the parts are the mask that many people wear. But now we have the online world that allows us to have this avatar of who we are and only show different parts of ourselves. 
online. And now that that's going to another step of being able to change who we are. And there's so much, you know, catfishing and stuff like that. I think it's just going to be another level of an egoic state Mm. that people really need to prepare for. Yeah. I mean, I always look at this stuff too. It's like, there's, there's an opposite side that is just equally as powerful, you know, because if we look at the law of polarity, there's good and bad in every single thing. So let's focus on how this can work. Yeah. The bad is going to show up too. And I think that's part of our learning. And then we bring in our power of choice. What do we want to work on? What do we want to focus on here? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's true. I mean, we will, we'll destroy ourselves if we keep going towards the lies. You know, it's just like life doesn't, doesn't, that's when we suffer and that's when things don't work. And I, I mean, just to bring it back home, it's like, if a person is telling them there's themselves that they're less than worthy, that's a lie. Uh And what does that create? Like maybe their business doesn't go the way they want it to. They don't attract relationships that are really supporting of who they truly are. So what happens, right? Suffering. So if we get to the core of that, you are worthy of whatever you want. And are you willing to show up as that person? Because it won't, it won't pop out of nowhere. It has to start with you Uh and, and acting and behaving as with that, as the truth. Yes. You control your reality. You create it. Yeah. Co-create it. I like to bring yes. spirit. Too. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Yes. But I mean, at the, at the end of the day, that is still your choice to be open to spirit. Totally. Yeah. You know, like I, for a long time, I wasn't, but I made the decision, you know what? No, he's calling me, you know, God is calling me to go to this church right here, you know, yeah. and oh, and be around <laughs> these people. And I'm telling you my church, I love my church. Um, because, um, they don't, they don't try to change who I am. They don't, it's not, it's not very religious. We are very spirit field filled people. Yeah. Um, and we're accepting, we even, we had a whole Halloween celebration, um, after church on Sunday, like, mm-hmm. you know, how many Christians ain't doing it? Like they, Oh no, that's for, you know, shame, shame, shame. No, uh, you're like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there's something, it's interesting if you start to study successful people too. And I remember there was this young, um, oh man, I think she was part Cuban, this young, this young woman who was in, I was teaching at the new school in New York and there was this young dancer in my class. She was bright as can be. And she was like, I'm a believer. As she told me, you know, I'm like, go on girl. She was like that, that thing, like, that belief in something greater. And what I was going to say is I think a lot of successful people, whether they call it God or spirit or whatever, Mm -hmm. quantum energy, they know that there's something greater. And it's like, you know what, we are one with, Mm -hmm. we are connected. I got to, I got to share the story because I was teaching, and I was teaching another class at the new school with two other teachers. And we met beforehand. Um, One woman is, she's, uh, she has a history of being like one of the, uh, most influential B-girls in, in New York city. And another woman came from a, a more like African dance background and then me. And so we were all sharing and about our, our teaching. And, and I was writing on this, we all wrote on this uh, like board on what, what we do before the semester started. Cause we knew we were going to be co-teaching or overlapping. And I got to the end of what I was saying. And at the corner of the paper, I was like, 
it just came through me. And I, I was like, I don't, I could almost couldn't say it. And I was like, I don't know why I'm saying this, but what I teach is God. And I was, and I was like, what am, what, what am I saying? And then I go home and I open up this book called the 99 names of Allah, uh, physicians of the heart. I open it up. And the first sentence I read is God is a verb. And I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Like, so, you know, that sort of like, it's, it's not this dude in the sky, you know, it's our, it's our connection. It's, I don't know what, I don't know what it is. The relationship is so, it's so real with him and you can tell in the presence of another person that has that relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is, it is so, and, you know, and, and just encountering other people that, you know, cause there's those that go to church and those that are the church. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 I, and I mean, I'm just saying this from like a, a Christian standpoint, but I mean, in any different way of religion, I've, I've actually, I've gotten to the point now, like it, my relationship has become with God has, is so strong that it's like, that's how I start my mornings. I know, like I, I do middays with Jesus. That's what I call it. Nice, um, nice. You know, because it, it, it really helps align me. Um, and I love that you, you brought that up too, because really just having, having, knowing that you're never alone, you have, you have this powerful divine energy within you to take you wherever you believe you can go. You just have to tap into it. Yeah, I'm soaking in hearing you say that. Like I, I want to feel. Like I want to feel that. Uh, you know, it's just like we. I think we can believe it on an intellectual perspective, and then it's like, okay, really live that. Mm-hmm. You know, like really trust that. I, I, I like to tell. I came up. I was teaching this this course called Creative People Making Money, and I started saying, "God is good all the time." Just add an O. <laughs> you know, it's just like <laughs> it's it's you. We will always have what we need. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a perspective. And I, I, I just love that you said that. And I, I want to thank you for saying that because that's how I want to go through the rest of my day today. Oh, thank you. Me too. Me too. Cause it's been a, it's been an interesting one, but yeah, no, Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today and um, sharing your wisdom and your expertise. It was greatly appreciated. I know that, you know, we've added so much value and guys, her, She's got tons of links in the show notes below, all for you to connect with her and get to know her just a little better. Um, so definitely check those out. And again, just thank you so much for being here today and sharing space with me. Thanks for making this space, Olivia. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.